You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. You're listening to Tales of the Asteria, an alien RPG campaign podcast. Listener discretion is advised. So last time on the Asteria, you guys are still in Bowen's colony. However, you have found a mention of or information leading to a base of some sort underground in another on another part of the planet. Not too far away because it's been powered by the same plant that powers the colony. And if I remember right, you guys did a bit of patching on the Daihotai, the 8x8 ATV that you guys found. Yes. Yes. So it will better withstand the atmosphere. Or lack thereof. Well, there is an atmosphere. It's just acidic. And you guys had, I believe, spent a shift basically just resting and recuperating. So everybody is at zero stress and ready to go. Cool. Zero stress. Yeah, marking that now. What uh, how much air are we supposed to start with when we uh, top our tanks off? You guys have Mark 50s. Yes, air supply of four. Okay. Is water also four, or was that tracked by something? Um, I was going to say, I've got air four, power five, water eight. Yeah, I, I think that was because we were carrying extra water. What's the armor on the suits? Is it two? Uh, armor is two, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, with any luck, it won't matter how much water we're carrying. We yeah, so... Vehicle to get around in. I'm, I'm going to assume the vehicles has a climate control unit. I mean, Sassy did a patch job, and if anybody can fix it, it's Sassy, so we should be good. All-purpose work vehicle. I mean, it does have its own atmosphere. It is fully self-contained. I would have cannibalized everything we don't absolutely need to better the uh, still that's operating in the bowels of the ship. So, I don't know, maybe we don't have good air conditioning because I use those parts for chilling <laughs> the, the still. I'm sure none of us know what you're talking about. Well, you know, you definitely did not cannibalize the air conditioner because the uh, temperature on the surface of the planet is... You said 90C, right? Ow. That sounds right. That's crazy talk. But I can't find where I wrote the notes about this planet. Well, I mean, if it was 90 Fahrenheit, that's too hot. I wouldn't be here. Oh, 80 plus. 80 Celsius plus. So, yeah, AC's good to go. Yeah. You definitely did not cannibalize anything to do with the AC. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I even have a note here that Sassy got into the Dihotize uh, navigation computer and was managed to find out where it's been. So, you know precisely where to go to get to whatever is drawing power from the colony. Indeed. Water is dependent on how much you guys want to carry because your ship has enough that you can carry however much you can carry. 
any uh, a supply rating of four counts as one item. Well, I want to carry three water and then one bottle of axle grease. Okay. <laughs> They're both perfectly clear. Right. They're good and distilled. I think I had my my sheet was set up for two water, two food. The last time. I had eight water, zero food. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, you guys can manage to get as much as you can carry, basically, um, from the resources on your ship. Should we throw a couple uh, MREs or whatever in the vehicle just in case? I really hope we're not over there more than long enough to eat all this. I hope so as well. However, who knows what could happen. And if we have to hunker down there for an extended period of time. Well, if we keep the extras in the in the transport, we uh, we should be good. Yeah, it's a fair point. Hey, can we, you know, like like bring enough for like two food each and just leave it in the vehicle? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. And, and how far away was this draft uh, point that we discovered? The location isn't too terribly far away. Um, I've been keeping pretty vague on that, but it's probably no more than five kilometers away. Okay, all right, so we're not talking, like, hours worth of travel. No. All right. We're talking... So are you cramming more than the four of you in the Daihotai, or are you leaving the NPCs at the ship? I was just going to ask what we're doing with Katie. Yeah. So you got Katie and Bates. I would argue we leave both. (laughs) I mean... um, Or did Bates stay on Solitude? I think Bates is on ship, I'm pretty sure. I I think. Yeah, I think Um, you brought him on as, like, another roughneck. Yes. Yes, we did. That's what he was. But I think he was... He was very, uh was staying on ship. I mean, he was Oh yeah, no, he's very yeah. keen on staying on the ship. He, he, he was Sassy's PFY. He was pretty vehement well, about staying on ship when we left to investigate yeah. the colony. So, he's staying on ship. Yeah, um, that's fine. Katie is actually kind of valuable, but if we can't fit her, we can't fit her. Go, well, I say. I mean, it would not be a comfortable ride. I yes. I, I think it's it's good to have people we trust back on the ship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for whatever reason. You know, yes. Pretty kind of contingency. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So they can stay on the ship. All right. So just the four of you again. Um. Well, let me see. You've gotten into the sh- computer, so you know exactly where it's been. No grenades inside the Dahutai. <laughs> and, you know, Sassy and Garrett look over and Fred's, you know, loading grenade after grenade into the drum. Wait, 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 wait. Does Sassy mean no firing grenades? No, 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 you know, exploding grenades inside the Dahutai? Or does he just mean no taking any with us? Because hey, I think I... Fred? I expl- <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so Fred is assuming... That be he means you no know, firing grenades inside the ground transport, which Fred is actually quite fine with. I was gonna say, I mean, Falcone is taking his flamethrower with him inside the uh, ground transport. So, 
I'm just saying. I uh, wish I was back on solitude with the blow and the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Who is driving? Okay, if it's a piloting role, I'm driving. Yeah, it's definitely a piloting role. Because right. piloting is more than just ships. Right. Hey, wait a minute, there's a steering wheel and a gas pedal here. <laughs> here, somebody it's else still- take these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to push that. Oh, Aren't you supposed to push? There you go. Aren't you supposed to push the left one to go and the right one to stop? Yeah, so initially when we set off, it, you know, kind of lurches backwards a minute. But, you know, then it goes forwards. Four, five, six, seven. That's not out of nine. You didn't get a single success. <laughs> no. Do you want to push that? He did. I did. He, he did. Okay. And, and it succeeded. <laughs> okay. And um, so, Sassy, go ahead and... I don't have to take a stress for that because I have Reckless. Which allows uh, me to drive push, recklessly. Which allows me to push any failed skill roll based on agility twice. Nice. It you still take the stress from pushing it. You can just push it twice. Normally, you can only push a roll once. Yeah. All right. So apparently, uh, Sassy has something happening from the shotgun yeah. seat. Yeah, Sassy. Um, since you were the one that knows where this is. Yeah. I would like you to roll uh, survival. That's the closest I have to like a navigation-based skill. Survival. Okay. Uh, modifiers none. Nope. Just whatever you have. Boom! I got a success. That's what I got. Alrighty. So you guys are driving for a while. It takes a bit longer to get there than it would a straight shot because the surface of the planet is very rough. Are you sure we're not driving in circles? That sand dune looks like the last sand dune. No, no, the last sand dune was a yardang. This isn't a yardang, so it's not the last sand dune. Yeah, and ridges rise and fall suddenly, so you have to drive rather carefully or you might just drive off a cliff. Uh, your visibility is next to nothing. Because there's tons of sand and... I, I still think that sand dude looks like the last one. You rely a lot on the navigation systems of the vehicle. More than your own eyes looking at the ground in front of you. Because it's quite hard to see. But you manage to get to the location without too much trouble. Maybe a little bit of backtracking around some craters, but you do manage to get there with little trouble. But there's nothing immediately obvious at the spot. Like, Sassy, you're you're 100% sure this is the spot where the uh, Daihotai has gone to and from multiple times. So this is definitely the spot. Uh-huh. And there's like a large cliff face in front of you that raises in front of you. Um, But you don't see any structure. Man-made. Nature doesn't build in straight lines, gentlemen. I I take my headphones off because I was jamming to the uh, tunes. Why did we stop? I don't see it. Well, we're at location, according to the nav. 
can we detect like a uh, a communications host that's looking for the password to like open up uh, a door in the ground that the sand is blown over or something? Nothing. I'm not sure that technology exists. Well, like, is there like a radio beacon or anything here? Not that you see. You're not. I mean, you, you're looking, but there's nothing out there trying to talk to you wirelessly. Yeah, there's no obvious man-made marks here. There's, uh, aside from just a door, I mean, there's no tire treads. There's no... Uh, oh, no. Okay, no indication of anybody traveling into or out of any kind of base. Yeah, well, if it's, like, windy and whatnot, yeah, that stuff's going to get covered up in yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, how, how fine an area, like, is this, like, a margin of error of 50 meters or 5 meters, or do we know? Um. So, like, we can get out and just start, like, prodding the ground and see if we find some metal underneath the sand, but uh, if if this is a big margin of error, that's not productive. It's pretty accurate because you pulled the data from the Dihotize computers. Okay. So, this is pretty much the exact spot. Like, there was some variation in exactly where it stopped, but you're within meters of okay. all of those, basically. Well, you guys want to pile out and just start prodding the sand, see if we can find it? Before we pile out, let me turn on every external light this thing has. Okay. So, I like... I light the diotai up like a Christmas tree to see if there's anything out there that might indicate where the door is. Um, it might make your search easier, but alone the light doesn't, it doesn't reflect off of any metal shining back at you. You just see the cliff face. Um, hmm. Just barely you see the cliff face because the winds are blowing sand Almost horizontally. We're doing the, the high beams in a blizzard thing. Yep. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, how close can we get to the cliff in the in the transport? You can get pretty. You can get pretty close and angle it to shield yourself from our. Well, if we have if we have lights on the transport, can we dr- just drive along the face of the cliff with the lights on it, or is, can we not get close enough to see the door? I don't see shit. <laughs> bit of transparency to keep this from going on forever um, my plan was to indeed have you guys leave the ATV and find how to enter the base on foot yeah well okay so sassy is on on the ball <laughs> yeah with, with with this must wind it's probably only gonna have like an inch or two of sand so we just gotta get a length of metal and just prod around until we find something that's not sand. Alright. Wait, is the door on the the door on the ground or is it in the in the We don't know. The ledge, right? We came out well we came out of it with the where did we come out of? Well you came out of the colony. This is a completely separate from the colony. Uh, that's right. This is separate from that. Yeah. Yeah, if so are we right right next to a ledge? I missed that. Uh there's a yeah. cliff that basically rises in front of you, so you're at the bottom of a cliff if you had fallen. Yeah, we're gonna have to get out. 
It's it's probably in the cliff wall then. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the cliff wall. We've got plenty of external light. So if we disembark and poke around, we should be able to find it. Yes, so the way we're going to do this roll, please don't roll until I ask you to. We're going to do a teamwork observation. So designate a leader, and they will get, I believe the max is a plus two from people aiding. Oh, you want to do it in two teams then? One team. Every If everybody is searching. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Garrett's the leader. I say Garrett makes the roll. All right. Yeah. Garrett, how's your observation? Uh, it's, it's actually not bad. It's a three. So. Nice. All right. Three total or three skill? Three skill. Okay. Oh, plus three is the max modification. So you get three extra dice from everybody assisting. All right. And then one person can be watching for zombies running out of the sand. Well, if one person isn't helping in the search, then you would only get a plus two. Uh, there's four of plus... us. Got it. Right. Got yeah. It. <laughs> math. I, I, I do mechanics. I don't do math. That's I turned the wrench. I turned the wrench. I'm pretty sure torque settings require math. Just say. Yeah, uh, it's eyeball it. It's all in the experience. Oh, God. <laughs> and you trust him to work on your ship. I was thinking uh, the same thing there, <laughs> boss lady. Yeah. You, you, you sound a lot like those manual. They're right. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know where they are, actually. All right, so Garrett rolls with a plus three. All right, here we go. Plus three. Yes. Oh. Well, we got one. <laughs> I like we, one. We find it. One's good. All right. Yep, so you guys uh, spend some time searching. It's pretty the wind looked pretty bad from the inside of the daihotai outside of it um you're basically forced to stand at an angle against it which makes the search pretty difficult you use the cliff face pretty often to keep from being blown off your feet but eventually garrett does find a hidden switch it's uh it's kind of it's a keypad hidden in a crevice in the cliff face is it uh, just a keypad? He finds like a compartment. Yeah, it's kind of a small crevice, and and inside it is a uh, keypad. Well, I found. I think I found it. Um, anybody happen to know the combination? I was gonna say. It'll take a com tech. Yeah. Combination is crack it open, and then you put the green wire with the blue wire. Yeah, we got the combo. It's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right, so Frederick does manage to hack it open, uh, or rather, well, no, hack it open, because as you finish with the keypad... You hear a loud grinding as a portion of the stone begins to rise. And it's not large enough for the Daihotai. It's definitely made for personnel. 
Okay, of course. And it looks like an elevator. Interesting. And it is already at your level. So I say we just go up on the elevator. Down. We just go down on the elevator and we point all of our weapons at the door. Except for the grenade launcher. Including the grenade launcher. Except for the grenade launcher. Except for the grenade launcher. <laughs> I'll watch the vehicle while you guys play with the grenades in the elevator. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I would rather a grenade not go off three feet from my face. Uh, anyone else? Yeah? No. That's wise. <laughs> okay, that's wise. okay. Just making sure. But nope, the heavy... Not stupid. How how big is the elevator? Is this does it look like it services uh, cargo or is it purely a personnel? No, it's purely personnel. I do agree with everybody piling in and pointing non-explosive weaponry at the door, um, just to make sure we have the exit covered when we hit bottom. Uh, well, if you guys are worried about that, what if we set the elevator down with nobody in it? We wait to hear what happens. If nothing happens, call it back up, and then we... Oh, boy. Garrett's just going to get in the elevator. Following Are you Garrett. ready? Following Garrett. All right. And I point the bolt gun at the door. Well, before that... Oh. You... You press the buttons on the elevator panel, and there's really only one option. Down. Yes. And it seems to be either there's only one level, or maybe this elevator doesn't go to the others. Here's one destination. But you press it, and from a speaker, there's an unhappy tone. And it does, it doesn't move. An unhappy tone, as in just a beep. Yeah, you know, you know, like an error. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Invalid input. Uh, all right. And Frederick. I take out a, a multi-tool and start taking apart the button and jiggling wires inside of it to get it to go down. Yeah, so you do that, and you are able to... You find a uh, notification that lockdown is in effect, Uh but with that roll, you are able to override it. Security lockdown? Yes. Okay. Or biohazard lockdown. Face shuts down, everybody. It just said lockdown, so weapons ready, safety's off. Uh, I'm here by the panel. For the grenade launcher. I said bolt gun at the door, not grenade launcher at the door. The grenade launcher comes out when we hit bottom and the door opens. Because we'd rather die quickly than be eaten. Is there a uh, maintenance door at the top of the elevator? I'm just looking. For the bottom? Not that's immediately obvious. Wonderful. Okay. So, do you guys go down? We go down. It takes a bit of time. It's it's more than 
just your single standard story. At least it feels like it, but maybe it also feels like the elevator is really slow and it creaks and shakes and groans like it is a hundred years old. So no elevator music. No elevator music. But it doesn't... There's no free fall at the end. It does eventually come to a grinding stop. And the doors don't open. Of course. Why would they? Yeah, the panel remains dark and the light flickers as it settles and creaks to a stop. Yeah, I got nothing from the panels, guys. Alright, step aside. Yep, so it'll be Comtech yeah. or Heavy Machinery. Yeah, step aside. I was gonna suggest the latter, yeah. Anybody who feels like it, go ahead and make me a notice roll. Um, yes. Uh, uh observation? Observation, uh, yeah. Why did I say... I'm too busy sighing at, uh... Frederick, make me a panic roll. That wasn't Not, me. That, that was... was yes, it was. Nope. That was, that was Frederick. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I got the face hugger. Okay. Garrett hasn't even rolled. Uh, yep. Where's yep. panic, panic, panic? Where's the button? He's loading his gun or something. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, Sassy, you get to work on the door with your yep. heavy machinery. Um, you don't notice anything. I'm too busy prying those doors open. Got my maintenance jack cracking those doors open. However, Falcone and Frederick, you both notice there, you hear sound from the other side and it sounds like maybe a person moving, walking or running. What kind of person? I, it sounds like feet on the ground. Okay. It's just my maintenance check. Don't worry about that. Bolt gun ready at the door. In the right hand, left hand on the grenade launcher, which is still pointed at the floor. Oh, man. Oh. I mean, I've got my I've got my arm out on safety and pointed at the door as well. I mean... Does anybody say anything to Sassy? Jesus, guys, put the guns away. Just open in a second. <laughs> so, would, would Sassy says put the guns away, I make sure mine's kind of pointed down and away from Sassy, but still in the general direction I've been shot of twice the more door. Times than what's acceptable for this trip. <laughs> hey, that wasn't me, dude. That was the other guy. I'm just saying, I've been shot two more times and it's acceptable. I have no intentions on shooting you. My, my gun's not pointed at you, it's in the general direction of the door, but it, it's clearly away from you. You're good. So neither of you says anything, though. Oh, no, I'm actually, I guess, raising the my voice. The two that had noticed the yeah. sound. I'm like, sassy, sassy, sound. Sound on the other side of the door. Sound on the other side of the door. Somebody's running. Sassy, what? sassy, somebody's running. Guys, guns up. We got company. And he's gonna, you know, shake Sassy's shoulder, too. Like, what is it? All I hear is the pitter-patter of feet on floor. Yeah, they're 
There are footsteps on the other side of the door. Can't make out what they belong to yet. All right. All right. Let's not just shoot them unless. All right. So, do, are they saying this in time for me to stop, or have I already opened it? You've gotten started, but it is not right. opened yet. All right. So, do you, you guys want me to stop. not open the door and go and go back up and leave, or <laughs> open the door and okay, find so out what it is? Here, here's my suggestion. I'm figuring we're gonna have to open the door. So, you guys are having this. You guys, sassy. You pause. And you start asking these questions, and something slams against the door. The elevator door. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody just threw themselves at it full force. This this is point blank range. We can't use we we can't use explosives. Garrett and Falcone, train your weapons on the door. On Sassy's shoulders, I'm going to stand back directly behind Sassy in case he gets knocked down. I hate to do it, but I have a better idea. What you got, dude? Open the door a little bit. Yeah. Pour out my 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 precious axle grease, and then hit it with the cutting torch. Oh! Listen to whatever's on the other side screech. Poor Sassy. Actually, a good idea. We'll go with that. All right, we don't... I'd rather not make our mechanic deaf, so yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) Okay, so I want to make this clear. So forcing the doors open with heavy machinery, you won't really be able to close them quickly once they are open. Because you're basically... I mean, you're basically cutting it open like a can opener. Uh, but it's a cutting torch, so, you know. Well, I, I was using the maintenance check. Uh, Either way. Yeah. Well, um, maintenance check would be more... It's more mechanical. Yeah, like, like yeah, I was back, back to, like, actually, like a, like a vehicle jack, only sideways. Yeah, okay. The doors open. Yeah, it, yeah, so you could force them open, but still, you wouldn't be able to yeah. close them uh, easily or quickly. And I actually have So this. I would like you to keep that in mind as you guys are planning this. Okay. Um, well, I think our our options are go back up or go forward. So, so I actually like your idea. Crack it open a little bit, shoot grease through the door, ignite the grease, wait for the screech. Wait, that do- will limit claws, claws, or limbs, or whatever coming um, back through yeah. the door. Guys? Or you could do I, the flamethrower. I was gonna say, guys, I, I have a flamethrower. Yeah, crack the door and give it the flamethrower. <laughs> let's crack the door and give it the flamethrower. Save the grease. That's good booze. All right. Let's let's yeah. not let's not shoot or flame anything well, let's crack the until door we know and see is. if we can get a good look okay. first, because Garrett. Well, whatever it is, is currently banging on the outside of the door. All right. We're probably going to have to shoot it. No, that's why I'm in favor of the flamethrower. Garrett, I respect you as commander of the ship. You're in the lead, but something's (laughs) banging into the door. And if we crack the door and we send a flamethrower through it, it'll slow it down a little. The, the banging on the door, is there any anything indicating it's human? Any voices, any screaming, any yelling for help, anything of that nature? Or is it just 
banging of the kind that we're all so familiar with at this point. There's just banging. Okay, flamethrower it is. Sorry, Garrett. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right, so with my stunt, uh, are you going to make me spend that stunt to just crack it then so that the thing can't get through, but we can stick the barrel of the flamethrower through? Yeah, you can do that with a stunt. Okay. Before before you torch it, I do want to see if we can't see through there just to see what the environment is. Make sure it doesn't become a bad idea to set a fire. Mm, good point. Fair. Sassy, you do manage to crack open the door. Mm-hmm. And you're not able to determine really much of anything that's going on on the other side except the... Uh, woman currently her, her hands trying she's trying with all her might her her arm is she's just barely able to get her bone thin arm through yeah. the crack in the door and she's trying to swipe at you but light her up uh flamethrower yeah flamethrower yeah let's look at how the flamethrower works Fire intensity nine. What the typical fire when exposed? Roll a number base dice equal to. Okay, so you have it has an intensity of nine. Uh, oh wow. Okay, so I was gonna say, and I'm just poking the nozzle out the door in that general direction of where I assume the arm is coming from, and just pulling the trigger. Yeah. All right. Um, what did you roll for your? Did you get a? You got a hit. Okay, so you do the base damage of. Two. I think their armor does not apply to fire, surprisingly enough. That's both comforting and hard. None against fire. Okay. Go ahead and roll that um, intensity nine for me. So just roll nine dice and tell me how many are sixes. No successes. Wow. Okay, so you blast her with the flamethrower and... You're just barely able to tell that it's a woman, and you're mostly gauging that based on the length of the hair. So you could very easily be wrong. Uh, but you blast her with the flamethrower, and it she, I mean, she takes the flamethrower blast and screeches, hisses at you. Hit her again, Falcone. Hit her again. Um, yeah, she's still trying to get at you, and... That's when you notice she's not alone. There's like three more you just barely see making their way towards you. And it's hard to, you can't see much of what is in the room beyond this because every light, there is absolutely no light coming from inside that room. The fire doesn't take hold. It singes her outfit, her clothing that she's wearing, which you can see looks like a lab coat. Maybe it used to be. Pull on that trigger until you run out of napalm fuel or until they quit moving. So, so I, I was going to ask, at this point, given we can see them, they can see us, the door is at least cracked, even though they can't get to us yet, they know we're here. Uh, this is where we draw combat order, right? Yes. Cool. Okay. Draw initiative. <laughs> I'm not just going to sit there and... Yeah. I've got initiative one. I've got two. I've got three. Hey! Garrett, please tell me you have four. Nope. Man. Alright, so, Falcone, you have scorched this woman with your 
uh, flamethrower, but she is still trying to get at you. And you can see she looks a bit different from the ones that you fought before. Like, they still looked pretty much, you would assume, like they did before. Hmm. But she's got, like, black veins all over her. Ew. Like, like you can see the blackness that's in her veins. And her head is def- looks deformed. So, hey, Ava, uh, GM question. Mm. Um, given that Falcone is a guy who's lugging around a heavy machine gun, is he pretty familiar with the idea of, oh, hey, I insert earplugs before I fire? I mean, yes. That would be something they probably taught you in the military as well. Especially, well, I'm thinking, especially given that they're currently in the equivalent of a small metal can, right? Where are you going with this, Brandon? I mean, I'd like to switch to the heavy machine gun, but I don't want to deafen the rest of the crew, is, is where I'm, yeah. I will break your heavy machine gun if you start firing. What are you doing, then? Um, I'll give it another shot with the incinerator. Uh, let's see what happens. Oh, no, that's just mean. Can I push that? Am I able to push that? You are able to push that. And loading. Hey, there we go. Much better. All right. Cool. All right. So you get one stunt with that as well. Um, extra damage. Take the extra damage. I was going to say, yeah, can I just straight up extra damage? Sure. And go ahead and roll the... um... So we're going to do nine. Wow. Okay, that only rolled six. Oh, you're right. It did. All right, let's give it a shot. Okay, so what you do is... Where it says custom roll... Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter what you type in there. That's just what the roll is going to be called. Just, But where it says base, you want to have that as nine because it's n- nine base dice. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Rolling now. So I'll let you... <laughs> no luck. <laughs> All right. Oh. For whatever reason, she's just not catching fire. Like, you've burned away basically everything of her... What she used to be wearing... Um, as burned to ash. Ow. Um, and you can see her sickly thin body, and you see those veins. It's they crawl across her entire body. Gross. Mm. And it just in that brief moment, she's still like reaching through the door with her her arm, trying to. Sp- swipe at anybody, you particularly because you're currently... Lighting her on fire. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, her limbs are... her her arms are longer than they should be. Oh. Wonderful. So she has enough space in the door to get her arm. She's like flailing it around at us. Yes. You would have to have had it open that far to get a flamethrower through the door. Boy, I kind of wish I'd gone with the arm. So, is her arm on fire? The skin is burnt and blackened, but she's still still coming at you. And we can hear things behind. We know there's stuff behind her too, right? More of them. Yes. When the fire, uh, the fire didn't catch on anything. It seems like maybe there's not a whole lot that's flammable right outside the elevator, but. 
you were able to catch sight of three more behind her. They all, it just, in that brief glance, uh, anybody who was looking could see they looked probably like scientists. Like in lab coats that used to be nice. Mm. Um, do any of us have any grenades we could just, you know, pop the pin on and then pull out the door? Hi, REM PCs. It's me, REM Alternus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live-streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash remalternus, and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. You know, like you're bowling, bowling grenades. But I think we need to be careful and not to damage the door so we can actually go back up. Right. But, but you know, bowling grenades. Had a good, you know. Well, there, yeah, there's, there's going to be other ways out of here if this becomes unusable, because, I mean, you can't supply a whole station with this kind of an elevator. But if we can get a grenade, a good... 30 to 60 feet outside the door and get it to the point where we can catch most of them in the blast radius. There may not be 60 feet on the other side of the door. Not yet. We don't want to damage this just yet. The answer is always no. So, hey, Ava. Yes? Since they are light sensitive, was there any sort of unusual reaction to the, you know, fire? No. Okay. Probably angry screeches. There have been plenty of those as you burn her, yes. Yes. So go ahead and roll for your attack, Jeff. I mean, I would screech too. (laughs) Alright, so you get as close to the door as you dare with her arm still reaching out and her hand almost looks like a claw because her fingers are too long, the arm is too long and too skinny by far. Not like a naturally skinny, but more like she's skin and bones and you aim that bolt gun and take her directly in the middle of the forehead and she stops and falls backwards dead and then there's quickly the other three fighting each other to get at the door and more hands reaching towards you well only one is really able to force the other two out of his way sassy it's your turn well, if there's one reaching through to replace the other ones, let's see if I can't like bend that arm the wrong way. It's not supposed to go and hurt them a bit with a close combat attack. Okay, are you using any weapon or just your bare hands? 
Uh, well, I had the maintenance jack in my hands. I may as well hit the arm with uh, a heavy object. Yeah, go for it. All right. One success. You smack at the arm, and there's... It screeches. Uh, Garrett, it is your turn. They are at eight and nine. Yeah. So Garrett is going to hold in case they happen to open the door more and come through, and then can he shoot? Like, just kind of ready in action. Should they open the door, he can shoot them. There is... So, as a fast action, you can assume an overwatch position, which, I mean, you've aimed and you're ready to shoot. Uh Uh-huh. Between the time after you assume that and your next turn, next round, you can fire against a target in that direction. You can also fire whenever you want in the turn order, and your shot will be resolved before all other actions. Because Overwatch, firing when in Overwatch position still counts as a normal attack as a slow action. You Obviously, you can't fire and then assume Overwatch because the Overwatch ends when it comes around to your next turn. And you would have already used the slow action. All right, he's going to do that. And I'm assuming none of you are stupid enough to stay within melee range. Well, I don't know if there's anywhere we can go. <laughs> well, the arm cannot reach you at the far side of the elevator. Like, it's not a cramped elevator. It's about probably the size of a hotel elevator. So, you know, you've got enough space in there that they can't reach you through the door. So, one of them... Actually, they're pro- pretty much all howling, especially the one at the door. Like, they have they haven't been quiet about this. Um, but... This is a particularly ear-shattering, bone-chilling screech. And all three of you immediately make a panic roll. Do we take stress first or just make a panic roll? Just a panic roll. Mine is really only a five. All right, so all of you are managing to keep it together. Um, Frederick, just barely. But you manage not to outright panic. Um, however, I think now would be an appropriate time that all of you, it kind of dawns on you, the situation that you're in. I said three of you, didn't I? It was all four. All four of you rolled so good. I don't know why I said three. All of you kind of have realized the position you're in. You're stuck in an enclosed space with mutated, infected things uh, trying to get at you. Uh, and everybody's going to take one more stress. And the one currently trying to get in the elevator, after he stops screaming, he actually pulls his arm back. And and for a moment, maybe there's that sigh of relief. Maybe they've lost interest. And then you hear this god-awful, like, gagging sound. And... Then he's just spewing this black goo through the gap into the elevator. Oh, lovely. Visor's down. It, what did it do? It threw he's up. He's vomiting the black goo into the elevator. Does that mean his head is in the elevator? He can't quite fit his head through the gap that was made. He's projectile vomiting, yes. Can we tell if it was intentional or he just started vomiting because he's yelling too much? Hard to tell, really. I don't think it matters either way. 
So you all already had your visors down, or did you just put the visor down when this happened? Oh no, I had the visor. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was talking about biohazard. I, you know, I wasn't gonna raise my visor until I absolutely had to. Yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah, same with Gary. He didn't. He didn't change any of his equipment. Okay. Okay, but we're back at the top of the order with Falcone. All right. So, uh, Falcone, having seen how useful the flamethrower has been, um, is going to holster that sucker. Um, and not wanting to... Actually, you know what? Everybody's wearing a spacesuit. Um, he's going to switch to the Armat and go for it. Oh, look at that. That's beautiful. That's better. And uh, you said there were there were two of them left? There's three. Three of them left. Um... Um, base damage is three. Can can I go for? Can I use that? Uh, that it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god! The extra success. Um, can I use that to aim for two separate targets? Given it's a full auto weapon. Are you using the full auto? Oh no, no. Okay. See, I'm just going for extra damage then. Screw it. <laughs> I'm going for Mr. Barfy. Okay. Because if you do fire the full auto, you need to. Let me know ahead of time because it gets a plus two modification to your roll. It increases your stress. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you do use the full auto, you can do a secondary targets. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm just I'm aiming to make uh, Mr. Barfy's head a large crater. Uh, you do take him in the chest. Uh, however, it seems whatever has mutated them makes them especially sturdy. Um, no. Because he does not go down. He comes right back. His arm is back scrabbling through that gap. Wow. Okay. All right. His finger, his fingers almost brush the end of your rifle before you pull it out of his breech. Yikes. You just just slightly underestimated how long his arms are. I'm, or maybe he's managed to dislocate his arm and shove his shoulder in there further. I'm going to immediately step back into the side because I really don't want to get my gun barfed on. And Fred, go ahead and make the roll. I love how you say that. Bolt gun. Like some 80s action hero. Nice. You're you feel you feel like a slight tremor in your fingers, maybe for a moment, but you're able to get them under control and, and level your bolt gun at him. And once more, middle of the forehead, and he doesn't fall backwards like the woman did because his arm appears stuck, but he does slump down, and one of the two behind him is like climbing on his corpse, trying to get up higher as he's trying to get at you. Hmm. Uh, sassy. Uh, well, I really don't see much of a point in me staying up by the front of the cab either. Uh, but if everybody's backing up, uh, whatever, you guys can uh, take the back corners and hide with your guns. Uh, I will... Uh, do my best to get out you know, go sideways to, the, to one of the front corners I kind of assumed you already were, otherwise you're covered in that goop. Yeah, fair enough 
Uh, I will let the people with guns and ammo take care of this. I think uh, I have uh, uh, some memories I don't want to be making. So probably the best thing to do right now would be to turn on my ultimate mixtape and start uh, shuffling for like the the 80s uh, love ballads and try to focus on that instead of the uh, the vileness uh, on the ground in front of me. All right, Garrett. All right. So the guy's still vomiting. No, that guy's dead. No, he. Oh, that guy's okay. Guy coming up behind him. Yeah, he's like standing on his corpse, and the arm is slowly sliding down. It seems maybe his shoulder blade got caught in that gap. Does Garrett have a clear shot at him? This the one that's yeah. All right, he'll he'll take it. Yes, they are basically like crabs in a bucket fighting over each other. I love crab in a bucket. Okay, but they're also like fish in a barrel when it comes to shooting them. Uh, any modifiers? No, just straight up whatever your normal roll is. Got a two. All right, you got one raise with that. Take the damage. All right, what's the base damage of your gun? Two. All right, so you deal three. All right, once more, they're taking it like a champ. Boy. Oh, I've been forgetting their armor. <gasps> no. I'm going to stop forgetting that from now on. You don't have to. I mean, we've come this far. Okay. So, Garrett, you shoot him and you take him square center mass. And he pulls back, still shrieking, but it's not that bone, that blood-curdling um, scream before. I turned the volume up. Unfortunately, he pulls back and... The two remaining seem to be working together to open the doors wider. Oh, crap. Mm. There is some semblance of intelligence in these, and they are... They get the door open wide enough for a body to fit through. Oh, sassy. Oh, no. Let's see what he's going to do. If my eyes are closed and I can't hear him coming doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Sassy's gonna get a hug. Because this, he rushes in, he beats the other out of his way as they've gotten this door open and rushes directly at Sassy. He seems to have locked onto you. And all right, I will allow you to, you can block this like a normal melee attack. All right, well, yeah, when I feel somebody grabbing at me, I'm like, dude, lay off. And I open my eyes. It's like, oh, my God. So block is what? That's my fast action. Close combat. Yeah. Get the hell off me. Jamming. Make a panic roll. Uh, listen to the music so I don't have to panic. Somehow you're maintaining calm. Um. Oh, shit. Roll your armor for me, please, because if this does any damage, uh... Uh-oh. She forgot about the auto-kill. Uh, well, how much damage am I taking? He wraps, so he rushes at you uh-huh. and goes for a bear hug, basically, uh-huh. trying to wrap his long, thin limbs around you. And he manages to get them around you, but it seems 
maybe the strength isn't quite there, you don't take any damage. Um, it doesn't get through your armor. Awesome. It's a base damage one, and you negated one of his two successes with your block. Falcone! Since this critter is, is literally hugging Sassy, um, is there any chance we could get any sort of advantage on firearm rolls against it? Since, I mean, all we have to I'm do I'm pretty is... sure that gets you negatives because he's in melee. Oh, oh wait, no, I remember how that works. Uh, you have a chance of hitting Sassy. Oh. Yeah, how about you shoot the other guy and let me take care of this guy. I bet I can, I bet I can. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm all jazzed up on, uh, on Rocky theme. I can take it. <laughs> Right. Um, I went ahead and used my arm out to shoot for the other guy because um, I want the other creepy crawly coming through the door to not come through the door. So, and I'm using my stunt to go for extra damage. Okie dokie. Um, armor piercing halves their armor, right? All right. You managed to get a blast off at this guy. Fourth one that you've seen. Um... Definitely taking it like a champ, and you're, and you know for a fact those uh, lab coats are not armored. Okay. Fred. All right, go ahead and make your close combat roll. Huzzah! You get a solid crack at his back, but he does not release sassy. Sassy. It's not actually. You're not actually in a grapple, so there's no need to break a grapple. Okay. Well, well, how about I put him in a grapple and uh, see if I can't... Uh... I believe you can do that with a stunt, so if you roll enough um, successes with your close combat, you can grapple him. Alright, well... You're putting a biohazard alien in a grapple? Uh, no. I, I kind of like what I want to do is like headlock him and point the head away from me. It's like the... Well, his suit is not compromised yet, yeah. so... So let's keep it that way. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going ha- to have to be happy with no face huggers for a change. So I don't know when the last time that happened was. Uh, where's that bonus? Oh, are you using the... the yeah, the mate. Okay, so if you're trying to put him in a grapple, I'm going to say you would need to be unarmed for that. So you'd have to do it at just your base. Yeah. Fisticuffs. All right. Um, but that's fine. Those two hits will still count, because I would just take off that last non-stress die, which wasn't one of your successes. All right. Uh, which case, yeah, I want to... And then you can use that stunt to put him in Yeah, headlock him and yeah, po- mm-hmm. point him into the corner. So if he barfs, he just barfs all over himself. All right. You've reversed the upper hand and gotten him in a headlock. and Dude, he is going to be demoted to just be in my training montage. And Garrett. Alright. So, still have the one. So the. Oh wait, I need to roll his armor against that damage. Yeah, he's still up, right? Oh yeah, he's still up. Yeah. yeah. Still grappled. But yeah, I'm trying to control his head so that he doesn't barf in your So when he, when he came through, what the other one do? Because they both opened the doors. Right? Uh, and- the other one... Um, he was a bit slower getting into the elevator, so... Yeah. He hasn't come in yet. He's probably going... All right. We're going to yeah. shoot him. Okay. So we got a stunt. Um, I'm going to use the extra to knock him down. Ooh, nice. All right. So you take him in the leg, 
and he um, drops prone as I mean, you tried taking a bullet to the leg. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and then it is their turn. So the one in the that you just shot. Yikes. Does he slip in the puke? If you want them to slip in the puke, I will give you a chance to slip in the puke. No, thanks. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep anything that happens to them when it comes to environmental. Actually, the one in the hall doesn't pick himself up immediately. He is crawling towards the open elevator door and towards Garrett. He'll reach Garrett because he's got oh he's oh and he's covering himself turns. in the puke because he's crawling through it. Um, yes, he is crawling right through uh, that black sludge. That is nasty. And um, so he's crawling towards Garrett. And the other one is going to try and break Sassy's grapple. And that is, I believe, an opposed close combat roll. The only action they can perform is an attempt to break free, which is a slow action that succeeds if the opponent wins an opposed close combat roll against you. This this is a good song. Oh, how many hits? Did, how many successes did you get? Three. Before I tell you the result, would you like to push it? Uh, I wouldn't on three. I figure that should be enough, so I guess I'll find out. Eight. All right. Unfortunately, he does manage to wrestle his way out of your headlock. He got four. Fortunately for you, that was a slow action. Unfortunately, they both get a second turn. <laughs> oh, boy. The one attacking Garrett... How resistant are the Mark 50s to fire? There's no fire. I mean, like, if but I... But there's about to be. If I trigger the flamethrower, would it be safe for me to point it at the zombies? So, flamethrower. I'm thinking of pointing the flamethrower at one of the zombies on my turn and letting loose, but I'm afraid that doing so will also torch my teammate. Um, are our suits resistant? Would I be able to torch the zombies safely? I mean, it still has the two armor against fire. So it would be as effective against fire as it is against anything else. Oh, no. Okay. When he was using the flamethrower before, the automated thing was saying armor is double. Mm-hmm. That stat is not in the book. Okay, fair enough. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it, because... it might just be a roll 20 thing, so yeah. Might... Okay. Um... Yeah, because the incinerator unit, the only note on it... Oh, I should have been making you roll at penalty to use that, because that's a medium-range weapon. Son of a gun. And they've been close. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the only note on that is that it's fire intensity 9. It is not doubled armor. So the the my machine gun is extreme range. Uh, Should I be rolling that at a penalty as well? Oh, okay, no, I might be... Wrong. Okay, no, that's the maximum range category it can be used at. Okay, okay, cool. Thank you. So, the farther away your target is, the harder it is to hit. At engaged range, you get a minus three. Which we probably are. Which, inside the elevator, yeah, would be engaged. Yikes. Which is a minus three for ranged weapons. Oof. Okay. Mm. 
Don't like that. So, now, the one that is attacking Garrett. Make a close combat roll. Because he has stood and is trying to remove your helmet. Or get the visor up in no, some way. No, did not accept a kiss. Do not. So roll close combat, Garrett. Okay, you're managing you're managing to keep him off of you um, and keep him from opening the visor. Okay. Lock it in place. He tries to and he like turns his gun sideways when he puts his hands on his visor and tries to push him push him off or like yeah throws his uses the gun to throw his hands away or push him back and the one on sassy oh he's going for the bear hug again I think uh I, I think I had my fast action yeah cause he uh it, it didn't cost me an action to resist you just to contest the, him breaking away, so if I I should still have a fast set. Yeah, because I think you just grappled him the last round. You didn't do anything In else. In which case, right? I would like to uh, block and not get to my uh, helmet smashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many hits did you get on your block? Two successes. All right. Are you using both of those to decrease the number of his hits, or are you going to try and counterattack? Uh, I would like to not get hit. All right. So with your two hits on the block, roll your armor. Oof. All right. Well. And I don't think you can push armor rolls. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can't push the tough roll or resilient roll. Yeah, even it says cannot be pushed. So, resilient. Boom! Oh. I don't take four damage. All right, so yeah, he gets his arms around you and starts to squeeze again, but he just seems really weak. And it is back up to Falcone. I'm probably in less danger than Garrett is. Yeah, I'm just worried about hitting either one of you. Um, Yeah. Oh, man. I, I could probably go toe-to-toe with this guy however long it takes to kill the first guy. All right. Okay, let's do it. I mean, there's nothing blocking your exit from the elevator if you wanted to get some range and and get to short range. Which would also require me turning my back on the big, ugly darkness that's out there and anything that's in it. But you know what? There is that. Falcone is dumb and foolhardy enough. He's going to do just that. Um, Because Falcone doesn't like the looks of zombies clawing at his teammates. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to read. I'm just going to take a couple of step or two outside the elevator. um, Aim and fire at the one that's... Sorry, go ahead. Actually, I have. If if everybody gets out of the elevator, then we can just close the doors back on. Technically, you're not aiming because that's a fast action. But yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Pointing my gun in the vague vicinity of the... Is that better? But yeah, okay. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and target the one that's... Oh, no. 
attacking Garrett and make a pan and I'll make a panic roll. Okay, how'd I do? What is it? Uh, four. Oh, you're fine. So Garrett, this one's been trying to pull off your visor, your helmet, pull your visor up, something. It was trying to get at your visor and it's left some like smears all over your helmet because it was crawling through that black goo. So you've got the black goo all over your suit and smeared over your visor, but it hasn't been lifted yet. And then all of a sudden this thing is just like flush against you as it takes rifle rounds to the back. And it's just dead weight. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! And Fred, it is your turn now. There's just the one on Sassy left. And it hasn't been a bear hug, but he doesn't seem that bothered by it. Or Whoa! Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, an eight on the panic table. He does, you do still hit it. Nice. Um, because it's only a 10 or higher when you lose your action because you're forced to do something else as a result of the panic table. <laughs> However, you fire the bolt gun, you take it in the back of, right, actually the back of the neck, you sever the spinal column there. And you think for a moment how it falls against Sassy, you... Your hands begin to tremble as a, a thought crosses your mind that you also just shot Sassy, like, through. It, you rolled a tremble, uh, so you've started trembling uncontrollably, and so all skill rolls using agility will suffer a minus two until the panic stops. Which, given that you have ended combat, the panic, how long does it last? Did he shoot Sassy? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. he thought he did. That's why he panicked. He thought he did. Okay, yeah, um, one turn, so that's, yeah, five to ten minutes is a turn. <laughs> but it's dead. But yeah, and then you realize uh, as Sassy, like, shoves the corpse that was just hugging him uh, away, and it falls, you realize, oh no, I didn't just shoot Sassy. But the trembling still takes a while to stop. Yes, yeah, so you guys have, um, killed all four of them. All four of you are pretty much covered in whatever that black goo is, except maybe Falcone. Yeah, I didn't get any barf on me. Woohoo! And yes, everybody go ahead and make air supply rolls because combat. And low is good. Yeah. All right. Cool. You. Wow. You guys are checking your suit readouts, and you're. The, the air tank is still in the green, still full. I am sorely tempted to sanitize my suit with my uh, high spirit uh, axle grease or high proof axle grease, uh, but then I think I don't want to waste it. So then I put it back away. Can I flick on my high beam flashlight and kind of shine it around the area that we're in? See if I can. There we go. Yep. Expose any more of the map. And I guess importantly, too, do I hear any skittering or any hisses or any sort of panicked movement away from the flashlight beam as I shine it around. You guys can see the map, yes? Yes, along so. with the... Okay. At least a part of the map. So, this looks like almost a med bay, but that wouldn't make any sense, would it? A med bay right next to the 
service tunnel? Well, that wasn't a service tunnel. That was, uh, or the, oh, you talk about the tunnel. Yeah. The entrance? Yeah. Well, that was a personnel entrance. Med bay right next to personnel entrance then? It's yes. not really a med, it's not a med bay. Okay. Okay. Um, but it does look like maybe somebody shoved an office space into this into like this area here like this looks like another office space and they didn't bother putting a wall there okay and this is like storage okay there we go all right so this place has power but all the lights are off is that correct as you start looking the lights on the ceiling do appear to be have been turned off at some point uh, some of the others have been like broken. Hmm. Hey, is there any any equipment around that's not busted up that we can check to see if it's working? It looks like anything that gave off light, like the terminals, okay. like the terminal screens, um, have been broken. Okay. Hmm. But you, with a Comtech roll, you could jury rig something to be able to. I either with like a smartphone, whatever it is, whatever they are in this system, mm-hmm. um, to be able to basically act as a screen. I was just going to ask. We in the last session or the one before it, we had something where we did something sort of similar to that. Hooked up one of our, I think it was wrist computer. We said up to a computer where the monitor was busted. Yeah, can we try that? Yeah, no, definitely. You can do that with a Comtech roll. Cool. Um, anybody mind if I give it a shot? Or Fred, do you want to? I can help you. Cool. Uh, yeah, let's. Success. Uh, two successes. You're looking over the workspace and it's, it's a mess. I mean, there was some level of intelligence, it seemed, because they were able to work together and get the door open. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like that probably doesn't extend to being able to use complicated equipment like a terminal or something. They just shattered the glass instead of turning it off. Okay. As you're looking through the information, you have to hack through a couple password-protected files and whatnot. Okay. Um, with the stunt, you can make it... You can do it quickly. Um, or, I don't know if this was one actually in the book, but I'm going to make it that you can... <laughs> basically get one level deeper. Uh, Let's go door number two. One level deeper. Mm. A lot of it you were kind of expecting to see. They were doing human testing on some... It quite obviously to be used as a bioweapon, so there's all kinds of reports on, you know, after one shift, subject appears... It goes through a stage of disorientation and weakness within one shift... And a note that says, can be missed as a flu or hangover. Oh, no. Increasingly bloodshot and watering eyes, eventually an endless stream of tears. Yikes. Stage two had vertigo, convulsions, and extensive internal bleeding and possible respiratory failure. And then it, uh, and in the stage two, it also notices those varicose veins that you notice. They're quite obvious. The mm-hmm. black goo. Oh. Stage three uh, aggressive dementia and cerebral dysmorphia. Cerebral dysmorphia. So that's the disfor- deformation of the head. Oh. Oh. 
And um, aggressive definitely fits what you just saw. Uh-huh. And they had some siblets of intelligence left. So, you know, I mean, they're not completely gone. Uh-huh. And then it does say, it. you do notice a stage four, disintegration is used. And then it describes muscle tissue, uh, a skin darkening and flaking away. Muscle tissue and ligaments follow suit. Bones grow brittle and snap. Hmm. You you put it together. You were uh, you saw uh, those were in stage three that you were fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there is note that um, while stage one will happen after a shift, roughly, to get to the further stages, uh, time varies. It seems to depend on the starting health of the person infected. Hmm. They will last longer in some stages. Are we able to see anything about the layout or how big this compound is? Um, this seems to be a personal workstation. It doesn't really have that. Okay. But you do, Falcone, find mention to a chemical A0-3959X.91-15. Does that appear to be the bioweapon they've been working on? Yes. Are there... That is definitely something to do with it. Okay, so that sounds a lot like what we're looking for back. Are there any notes regarding infectiousness? Uh, how to become contaminated? So... I mean, bodily fluid is kind of a In given. game terms, it's a virulence of eight. Yeah. What virulence is, when you are... When you come into contact with a disease, mm-hmm. you roll versus it... So you roll your stamina versus eight dice. Oh, no. (laughs) It is a highly infectious disease. Any contact with a, they call them anathema Uh or or anathema. I cannot remember how it's actually fucking pronounced. Uh, Anathema sounds Uh, right. Basically, any contact with an anathema can lead to infection. Um... Whether that just be skin to skin, definitely contact with the bodily fluids, mm-hmm. the black goo. That sounds fun. Especially. Do we see anything around that looks like it's like still good uh, for uh, sanitizing our suits, like rubbing alcohol or anything like that? You're able to get into, across from that area, that cubby that is a makeshift uh, lab, basically a makeshift office, is storage. It does look like it has already been rifled through. There's just barely enough to... There's enough to decontaminate two suits fully. Alright, well, I, I think we probably ought to do that. And, uh... Well... And Garrett and Sassy got the worst of the goo because you guys were in melee... The question is... But nobody came out unscathed as far as the black goo is concerned. What about Falcone? You've... I mean... You didn't have one of them die literally on top of But I stepped in it on my way out the elevator kind of thing. Okay. Cool. Like I said, nobody is unscathed from the black goo, but Garrett and Sassy got the worst of it. What's on our suits, right? Yeah, we just needed to decontaminate the suits. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can use, like, say, half of that amount to, if you just want to make sure 
like <laughs> decontaminate the uh, face shield and gloves or whatever so that you're not contaminating everything you touch and Garrett can see properly. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good idea, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, My my concern is I don't know that there's any point in decontaminating right now. I think we should clear up Garrett's vision. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. You can do that without using the chemicals. You could just get a rag. Yeah, we just have to wipe the visor. Yeah, yeah. I think we ought to save the decontamination for yeah. uh, get, right before we get back into the vehicle. Because yeah. we're, we're going to be traipsing around in this shit all while we're down here. Yeah, same. It's a hallway. There doesn't appear to be any of the anathema in said hallway. Um, there are three doors on the left, one at the very end um, on the left-hand side. Are they all closed? Uh, let me mark those in red. Um, they look to be closed. Oh, son of a... So, we already know that flamethrowers, um, or the flamethrower, which, hey, by the way, um, I think the flamethrower is two base damage, and then the nine rolls are for fire damage beyond the base damage. That's how we've been doing it, yeah. Um, but we already know the flamethrower isn't doing much, honestly. I mean, to be honest, you just rolled crap with the fire. Yeah, and it might be useful for uh, decontaminating the elevator before we, I mean, or, you know, kind of, like, burn that funk up before we get back in the elevator. So there's three doors on the left and right side of the hall, and then there's one at the very end that your strobe just barely manages to illuminate. Well, I say we go down each door, knock on it, see if something explodes in fury and go on do all the doors before we open any of do we want to start with that next week you've been listening to tales of the hysteria the gm for this game was ava rogers garrett hall was played by nathan carver bob Karinsky was played by virus jtg frank falcone was played by brandon mckenna and sassy diaz was played by hal nelson Background music is by Dark Fantasy Studios, and sound effects are from Zapsplat.com, Dark Fantasy Studios, or Krotos. This podcast was edited and produced by Ava Rogers. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye.